The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to another episode of Circling the Bases, proudly a part of NBC Sports Edge. I am Colin Henderson. Joining me today, as always, is Chris Crawford as we come at you live. That's right. Screw it. We're doing it live right here on the NBC Sports Edge Twitch channel and YouTube. Chris, welcome to the live show, man. This is fun. I'm really looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be uh, fun to be uh, live and, you know, we edit out so much from our other podcasts. So much. I mean, so, Look, I, so much. You guys, let's let's take you behind the hood. Chris it's, is curses like a sailor on the shows. I have to edit for hours afterwards. You you They say upper uh, northwestern people from uh, the good part of the country. Such nice people. Nope. Curses like a sailor. Got to edit all that out. So, Chris, you got to be on your best behavior today. I'm going to be on my best conf- behavior, and I, I'll just be honest with you. I'm confused. I, I'm confused because I'm trying to understand this NBA play-in thing, and I want to get excited about it, but I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like, is the team that wins the seventh seed today? Is the team that loses the eighth seed? The, do they get relegated to League Two in England? What 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 is going on here? I don't understand it either. All I know is that I'm going to watch a Lakers-Golden State Warriors game tomorrow that somehow is like a one-game playoff that just sounds awesome. And that's all I'm focusing on. Like Wake me up when we get to the actual playoffs and we get the seeding and all the rest of that because I'm with you. This made sense last year for a Uh play-in. It just doesn't make any sense this year. I don't get that. No, I don't get it either. Like last year, there weren't enough games and you had an eight versus nine to make things fair and Mm -hmm. square. And I get that, you know, it probably cuts some tanking down a little bit and there's going to be even less tankapalooza with the probably new draft rules like the NHL mm-hmm. has, which are insane, by the way. Yes. Like I was yes. trying to catch I, up I, on those. You I need a master's. <laughs> yeah. You need a master's degree to follow all those trades. I don't understand them. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But uh, also I miss the Sonics and uh, I don't like a lot of people in the NBA, but uh, I do like watching <laughs> David Stern. I do like that watching is- uh, LeBron James and Steph Curry. That'll be fun. Well, before we get to the good stuff here on the show, a friendly reminder, we are now live five days a week here on Circling the Bases, so make sure you're tuning back daily. We'll have live shows on Sunday through Thursday nights with the audio versions coming out the next morning, so you can catch Chris and I live every Tuesday night at 7 right here on NBC Sports Edge's Twitch and YouTube pages, and you can get Chris's individual show tomorrow night, which would be Wednesday night at 7 as well right here at the same spot. And now that we are live on YouTube and Twitch, 
feel free to write in any questions or comments. Um, we'll do our best to get to some of the good ones. Uh, you know, this show is for you, uh, for everyone out there. So let us know what you want us to talk about. But we've got a couple of things we want to hit, and there's nothing more that we need to hit than Mike Trout getting injured. Anytime those three words are uttered, it's, it's, that's bad. It's bad. And this year, this entire year has been just a baseball season filled with nothing but injuries. It is, I, I find it hilarious as we kind of look back at the beginning of the year and everyone said across the board, the Dodgers were the deepest team in baseball. Like they had so many people waiting in the stands, just ready to come up. And now they're adding Albert Pujols on a one on a on a contract just because they have no one left. I mean, it's amazing how injured everyone is. And we all kind of thought pitchers might be the ones who have the hardest jump going from 60 to 162, but hitters are going down left and right. And we're not, and we're still in May. Yeah, this is such a bummer. And as of five minutes ago, right before we were about to hit record, it has been announced that Mike Trout has been placed on the 10 day IL <laughs> with a calf strain. Estimated return is six to eight weeks. So oh, you are looking. I didn't at see a, that. You're just <laughs> that. This is this is uh, the their, Twitter does a lot of bad things, but it also does help us with yep. uh, breaking information better than anything ever had. So <sighs> unfortunately, just breaking news is hot garbage. Six yeah, to eight it's weeks without really. I mean, the best player in baseball. It's it's. There's no doubt about it. It is a player that uh, if you're looking for an equal replacement better hit that trade wire because if the trade wire is an actual thing anyway because you just can't replace a player like Mike Trout this is a guy even without the stolen bases the average and the run production is so top-notch and now we're not going to get to see this guy play until probably after the all-star break at the very earliest slashing 333 466 624 on the season which is just lunacy yeah. eight homers 18 RBIs 23 runs scored like you said only two stolen bases so he is kind of cut back on that front but everything else is just overly elite i thought this was very interesting he has not played over 140 games since the 2016 mm -hmm. season so we never really associate injuries with mike trout but really since 2016 it's it's he's been banged up and he's right. missed portions of the time. Uh, it should be noted Trout injured the same calf muscle in 2019 and sat out a few games. Then obviously now we know he's going to be out six to eight weeks. So no way to replace him, but there are, a, I think a dearth of outfield options out there that you can at least get some version of, of stats from, I, I think it's a pretty deep category with, or position, which is great because you know, you lose, Carson Kelly, the catcher, it's not exactly like there is an easy spot um, to go replace him with because the catcher position is so thin. Fortunately, right. outfield is a pretty deep one. If you're playing in a three outfielder league, there's plenty of guys on the wire that should be available to you that can at least hold the fort until uh, until the all-star break. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just looking at some available guys here in, in one of my leagues. Uh, Adam Frazier would be a guy I'd look at who has outfield eligibility, hitting 323, stolen mm -hmm. three bases. Very good chance he's playing for a better team in a couple of months or a couple of weeks even, really, because yeah. Pittsburgh's awful and there's no point in keeping Adam Frazier when you're in that big of a rebuild. Uh, Austin Hayes, uh, rostered in 19% of leagues, has hit five homers, been swinging the bat a lot better. And I'll say this too. I don't think that the Angels are going to call him up right away. And I know he's had some struggles lately mm -hmm. in AAA. But Joe Adele is a guy Adele. that I am definitely yep. taking a look at. Because, look, if you're losing Mike Trout 
you're trying to get upside because there, there's two ways to go about it. You can look for just a floor replacement that is kind of like your uh, your backup quarterback who's starting until mm-hmm. your rookie quarterback is ready, that type of thing. Yep. You can do something like that, or you can swing for the fences. And if I lose a Mike Trout on my roster, if I lose someone of that ilk, I'm looking to swing for the fences. I'm not looking for safety. I need to get something that was on the waiver wire that has a chance to give me big upside. And there's nobody with more upside than Joe Adele. I know that he struggled mm-hmm. so bad last year, and it's been kind of iffy in AAA so far this year, but the power is legit. He can steal bases. I would absolutely be taking a look at Joe Adele, and if he does get that call up, and I'm guessing he won't, the, the Angels have some depth in AAA, maybe mm-hmm. even go with a Braden Marsh, another guy I'd be looking at if he got the call. But there are other options, I think. Uh, if he does get that call, I'm giving it a shot. I'd be, and keep in mind, this is Mr. Prospect Guy, but yep. I still believe in Joe Adele very much. Huge Joe Adele fan here as well. I believe in him long-term. I could not agree with you more. If he gets going at AAA, the second the Angels call him up, go grab him. Go grab him. Just And, and he could be a guy who could get you 70 cents on the dollar for Mike Trout. And that's about as much as you could possibly ask for because he's Mike Trout. Right. Um, we got Nash Wave 29 writing in. Willie Calhoun only owned in 16% of Yahoo leagues. You're right. That is craziness. Yeah, Adolis Garcia just took um, Garrett Cole deep the other night. He has looked phenomenal for the Texas absolutely. Rangers. Mm-hmm. All about him. Um, there's, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of good outfielders out there that you can at least fill in now. Um, None of them with the upside of Trout, but plenty of guys that can give you some stuff. Adam Duvall is only owned in about 25% of leagues. If you're looking for power, he looks like pretty locked in there. Um, yeah. He's been hitting the ball really well recently. So there are guys out there. Uh, make sure you guys are heading over to NBC Sports Edge. We have uh, daily waiver wires, uh, articles that come out. There'll be plenty of guys that this very talented team that we have here at NBC Sports will help you out plenty as you try and replace Mike Trout. One guy who does not need replacing uh, is the man, the myth, the legend, Shohei Otani. Uh, I'm running out of superlatives. He's just, I I just, I, I am staying up late. My, my fiance is upset with me because I continue to stay up late to watch (laughs) angels games at starting at 10 PM Eastern. And I'm up till 1 AM because yeah, I'm, I mean, Shohei Otani is going to hit home runs every ninth inning. I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, he hit another home run on Monday, his major leading 13th homer this year. He is, I think this was an amazing stat more than anything that he's done on the mound or at the plate. He has featured in every single game this year, Wow. which that was the biggest question entering the yeah. season was like, can he be healthy? Can he sure. do both things? And can he sure. stay healthy? He has not shown it yet in the majors. I know he's only 24, so it's not exactly like we have a large sample size there, but He's feeding every game this year. He hasn't started every one of them, but he's at least come in. And for a team that needs to find ways of getting him into the lineup and into the rotation as often as possible, sure. uh, the fact that he's been healthy enough to do that is great. Granted, he is about to lose maybe the best lineup protection in the game in Mike Trout for six sure. to eight weeks. Yeah. Who knows if uh, players just start trying or pitchers just start trying to pitch around Otani. I think that is something to keep an eye on just because he keeps – making pitchers look like fools as he takes fastballs that are 96 and four feet off the ground. And he's taking them 450 into dead center. So it, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, the pitch that he hit out last night was, and for those watching us was here. I mean, yeah. it, and he, keep in mind, Shohei Itani, not Nick Madrigal, 
tall dude. This pitch yeah. was high. And this is the same pitch that everyone was complaining about Angel Hernandez calling a strike, which, don't get me wrong, terrible call by a terrible yeah. umpire. But this was a pitch that if you swing at, this is how Chris Young was able to stay in the major leagues, mm -hmm. is getting people to swing at this pitch and pop it up. Yeah. And Jorge Otani clobbered. He mollywhopped this thing deep, deep, deep. He is spectacular. And I think we need to start talking more about him as even if the Angels end up Gosh, please get Mike Trout into the playoffs. But if even if we're talking about the Angels not being a a World Series contender or even a playoff contender, I think you have to talk about Otani as an MVP candidate if he isn't already. Because what he is doing is second on betting lines right now. That I, that, I, you know, yep. that he honestly, I think he should be first. And I totally get why they're there. But who's the name ahead of him right now? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I don't think I saw. Actually, I think it was Trout for the record. Okay. In well, there, so there you go. I and just now, jumped you know, to the favorite list. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because <laughs> like we're seeing him do something that you've never, we have never seen unless there's some 119 year old watching our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. You've never seen anything like what Shohei Otani is doing. You've seen samples of it in college. You've seen it in high school lots. College and high school is not Major League Baseball. He is doing this against Major League talent. And he has looked – the big thing for me, too, on top of those homers, is finally starting to throw strikes. And I think you're going to yeah. see more of that going forward as he's getting more used to his routine. And I do think for a player that was so rigid in routine, especially in Japan, and then mm – -hmm. To have it completely change and the fact that he's doing this, you know, this whole hitting thing in between his starts. And it's funny to say that in between yeah. while he's leading casual, Major League Baseball. Casual hitting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He dabbles. He dabbles. Yeah, dabbling in it. Yeah. I um, wonder what else he could dabble in. I bet you that guy yeah. is good at absolutely everything. He's going to be the next, like, uh, what is it? The You Don't Know Bo, you know, where yeah, he just exactly. did, like, all the sports. Like, it's just going to be Otani doing, like, skiing Nike. and all the rest. Like, somebody Nike. get on that. Somebody if get on that. The fact we haven't seen it yet is an right? example of why baseball is struggling behind some other sports. Because any other sport, NFL, NBA, if you had someone like this, if you could make that comparison, there'd be 40 commercials every yeah. 10 minutes. Like, it would be nonstop. Yeah, Nike, get on that right now. But yeah, Shohei Otani is spectacular. Yeah, there's really not much more to possibly say other than everyone – all of us walked into the season just hoping that we were finally going to see it. You know, and most even of us we, anyway. Even if even if we look at this in the long term and we say, okay, he can't keep this up physically, mentally, you know, rigidly, all the rest. If we say, all right, in the long term, he ends up being more of a hitter than a pitcher, or vice versa, sure. or whatever else. We are finally at least getting to see it. And that's all we've really wanted is we just wanted to see this for a period. We know that this isn't going to be a 20 year career of him doing both sides. It's just probably not physically not possible. I just can't right. imagine that ever occurring. Right. But you know, if we get to see it for a two, three year period before anything else, like this is going to be a magical period in baseball. And I think JJ Watt tweeted out the other day, he's like, I can't stop watching Shohei Otani. And I think one of the worst things is that we're still not talking about Shohei Otani enough. To your point, Chris, like this is so unbelievable that it's still not being talked about. Whatever amount it's being talked about, it's still being underperformed because we just have never seen this in the game. And this is a pretty good segue. Instead of us talking about Shohei Otani, we're talking about Tony Larusa getting mad at his hitter, swinging at 3-0 pitches in yep. a 
two touchdown game. And I want to talk about this for a little bit because I got mad online. I'm not going to lie to you. I read that and uh, you see, you see that stupid triggered thing. I was triggered because this is nothing like a, nothing like a Chris Crawford scorned on Uh, on Twitter. He is, he is ready to go for those, for those 5,000 bots who have to put up with I'm telling you, I'm sorry about it, but it is, it's so asinine to be talking about this. Like, to be punishing your player for playing the game of baseball is so stupid. Like, what we should be talking about instead is the Twins stinking and having yeah. to have a catcher throw uh, throw 45 miles per hour. By the way, there's no way those balls were going 45 miles per hour. That, that's, that's, that's a gift, that, that's a gift yeah, of a thing. That, that, that is, there's no way. There's absolutely no way that I, I have done the math. I have gone back in time and gotten – my degree in science, just so I can tell you that there is no way those balls were going 45 miles per hour. And he still was able to hit the home run off it. And that is very difficult to do, but we shouldn't be talking about this. Your main Mercedes, the story should be, wow, what an amazing story for a 28 year old rookie to be doing stuff mm-hmm. like this. And instead Abraham J Simpson is telling us that this dude is breaking unwritten rules. Shut up. Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa. shut up. No arguments here on that front. I mean, look, just for anybody out there who's unfamiliar with this conversation, Mercedes hit a 3-0 pitch. And I think that's the part that I think maybe is the only part that could potentially irk me a little bit. 3-0 pitch apparently was given a take call, um, swung through it, hit, uh, you know, they were up, like you said, two touchdowns, essentially, um, in the ninth inning against the position player. Like, I get that there's a little bit of, you know, we don't need this to, to just kind of just keep sticking their face into the mud. But what do you expect him to do? He's got to go up there and swing at the end of the day when he's, you know, when he's going for contracts, when he's going for arbitration, they're going to say, how many home runs did you hit? How many RBIs did you have? How many, you know, he goes up there. Was he supposed to stand there and just take three strikes and say, let's end this game. Like, no, he has to swing. Sure. He swung at on a three Oh pitch. And sure. I, you can make at the very least you could have a conversation about that. But Larusa coming out and publicly throwing him under the bus, saying, "quote He made a mistake. There will be a consequence. He has to endure here within our family." And uh, he also said, "He said he was playing his game. He wasn't. He's playing the game of Major League Baseball." Tony Larusa, guess what? You're not playing the game of Major League Baseball anymore. Like this nope. isn't 1972 anymore. It's like not. this is these unwritten rules need to get out of this game. And right. you know what? If you're gonna stick a catcher on the pitcher's mound and have him throw an exaggerated 46 miles an hour. What do you want the hitters to do? Yeah. Smack yeah, that's, it. Smack that, it. That's, that's what you want exa- them to do. And that's the other thing is that what do you want? What makes this game go by quicker? Having your main Mercedes take a pitch and we're still having this, that game's still going. Like yeah. there's a good chance that he just doesn't throw enough strikes for that to end that game. At least this is keeping the game going. And it's just, it's frustrating. DJ Short uh, tweeted out something great that how are you supposed to convert people who don't like baseball if there are people in the sport who yep. don't like baseball right now? That's just a bad, bad look from a kind of a bad person. Like, like I'm not I don't like mean to go too far into this, but like there's off the field issues with this. And when you make comments like that, it amplifies your off the field issues, too. Yeah. No, no, there is no perfect human being. But Tony La Russa, just be quiet. Just yeah. shut up. You can deal with this internally, and you shouldn't even be doing it internally for your mean Mercedes. Look, you want to have a conversation with him after the game? Go have a conversation with him after the game. 100%. Sure. Yeah, you don't need your- to go to in front of a microphone and then shoot him under the bus. That's what you right. don't do. Exactly. You just don't. You say, we're going to handle it internally. You should have taken the take sign. 
You should have taken, you know, it was a take. He didn't take. I have an issue with, if there's one thing I have, it's that he didn't follow a sign and that right. you can make a, but otherwise, no, no, this is not going to happen. And again, if you're going to put a ball on a tee for a guy in the ninth inning against 30 mile an hour pitching, he's going to hit Do it far it. and he should. Hit dingers. I'm mad online. <laughs> follow Chris at Crawford underscore MILB to watch him just hate tweet. Tony, Tony Larusa is Tony Larusa on Twitter? I can't. Imagine oh, there's no. Twitter. He's probably got some sort of. Yeah, he's probably got some sort of secret, uh, secret Twitter account, kind of like Mitt Just Romney. a burner, uh, just a burner yeah, account. Yeah, that's exactly what he has. Like he has he, him and Kevin Durant probably share a, a burner <laughs> account to talk about this stuff. Before we get back to the baseball. Um, a quick promo here. The fantasy baseball season is live as you clearly know, cause you're sitting here with us right now. Make sure you're signed up for NBC sports edge plus filled with constantly updating rankings and in season tools. NBC sports edge plus is a great way to dominate your league. Best part signing up for edge plus gets you access to our fantasy football, basketball, and hockey sections as well. As a reward for our listeners, use the promo code bases 10 to get 10% off any premium subscription package either monthly or annually, regardless of tier. So to find your edge, make sure you're signing up for NBC Sports Edge Plus. That promo code again, BASES10. And also, if you haven't yet, go do it. Download the NBC Sports Edge app. It is phenomenal. I am on it daily, constantly updated player uh, profiles and player news. Uh, you can get it customized for teams or for players, so you can only get the stuff that you want that is relevant to you. It is awesome. I have all my favorite prospects linked up to it. So anytime they do something, I'm ahead of the rest of my league. Head over to the Apple App Store, Google Play to download the app for free. So let's get to a couple more of the injuries. And you know what? Let's talk about some of the good stuff when they get to come back. Christian Yelich, first round pick on average in Yahoo Drafts back in March. He is going to be back, uh, I believe, on Tuesday. Uh, tonight, I believe, yes. Uh, he's only appeared in one game since April 11th due to lingering lower back issues. However, in the 10 games he has played this year, he's gone, he's played very well, 12 for 34, which is a 353 average in those 10 games. Um, you and I both sat here and said, I'm happily to throw the 2020 season for Yelich out the door and go draft him high this year. I'm a, I'm still a hundred percent on board with that. I don't love the lingering lower back issue. That's something that tends to kind of stick with you throughout the year, especially when you can't sit down for a long period. Um, or at least I should say, take a break, but right. yellow back is huge for the brewers and it is huge for anybody who spent a first round draft pick on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to see him. And like you said, he was hitting well, I guess my one concern is about how much power we're going to see from Christian Yelich now that he's back because of, you know, uh, the back injury, like, and he wasn't showing a ton of pop early, very small sample size there, but encouraging to see that he was hitting for average. And Christian Yelich is too good of a hitter to not, uh, even, even with the walks I, like last year, I know he struggled to hit for average, but the ultimate small sample size last year. So I, I expect Yelich will be a good player. I don't think you're going to get on rate return, maybe first round value this year, but I do think that he's going to be a solid player. I would say this, if somebody is looking to make a trade for Christian Yelich and you have him on your roster, I would explore it at least, um, just because I can't guarantee that the pop is going to be this year there this year, but he can help in every other category. So obviously, obvious point is obvious. You're not doing anything with Christian Yelich. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. 
Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And I think we may have lost Colin, so I'll just go ahead and uh, take a look and see. I saw somebody uh, wrote a comment asking about... uh, uh, dropping uh, Alec Bohm or Alex Kirilov for Key Brian Hayes, that is not something that I would be looking to do, um, especially Alec Bohm. Uh, I still believe in the bat. I know he struggled. I'm going to talk to Michael Bauman of The Ringer about this tomorrow. Um, I don't expect him to be uh, – I, I, I don't expect the struggles to continue for that much longer. Uh, too good of an offensive player. Uh, Key Brian Hayes is an interesting one, though. I, I just don't know what you're going to get if and when he comes back. You know, he was placed on the 60-day injured list. Um, that's a really rough one. Uh, Dalton Van Pelt asking, is it time to move on from Giolito? Absolutely not, uh, in my personal opinion. Now, I will admit, I'm a little biased because I'm a big Giolito fan personally, and I've seen too, but good, too much good stuff from him over the last couple of years. Um, I still expect him to be... In, uh, in that starting pitcher one category, so playing in the tw- one of the top 12 starters going forward. Certainly frustrated by the lack of the results going forward, but uh, definitely not something that uh, concerns me too much. I j- it would have been nice to get better stuff, but I- I'm still hanging on to Lucas Giolito. Um, see, any other questions that I missed? Uh, talk about some prospect stuff, just because, you know, I'm here and that's always fun. Um, right now, top prospect, Wander Franco. That's pretty easy. Uh, Wander Franco uh, had a four-hit game on, uh, I believe, on Sunday. Yeah, uh, really, really impressed with what we're seeing from him right now. A chance to hit for average, uh, a chance to steal bases, has more power than I think people expect be, just because of his build. Just a question on when. Uh, other Players in Bohm Kirilov question were Santando, Santander and Guriel Jr. That is tough. Uh, I think I'm just – I'm keeping Bohm over both. I, I'm a big fan. I, I really believe in that bat. I think this, we're talking about on the 2080 scouting scale, uh, a guy who is 60 pop and uh, 60 power. So really do think that things are going to go better. Uh, Santander, good player, and Guriel Jr., a good player as well. But – I think Baum has a little more upside. Guriel Jr. would be the one I would be considering. Um, and then Kirilov, too. Like, 
that guy can really hit. And we saw, we saw the makings of what he was doing before the wrist injury. A little risky, and especially risky because, you know, they were talking about surgery stuff before. So if there's any type of side effect or if there is any type of uh, setback in his uh, coming back, then that's something you have to be cognizant of. But, man, he can really, really swing the bat. Um, let's see. Any other questions from anybody? I think think we're caught up. I'm still waiting for my buddy Colin. This this is the thing about going live is uh, there's just uh, there's just not a lot uh, you can do about this stuff. Uh, what do I think about the Royals closer situation? It's interesting. Well, for one thing, the Royals are not very good, and the Royals that was very fun to watch them for a little bit, but it is. Uh, I like Josh DeMont a lot. I just think you have to be cognizant of the fact that the Royals aren't going to win very many games as I welcome in my good friend, Colin Henderson. Colin. Boy, I don't know what happened there. Of course, it's our first live show. Something terrible has to happen, of course. Well, here's the thing. I have had done two live shows with DJ and Drew, and both times my internet went out. So either my internet kicked you off somehow from 3,000 miles away, which, you know, it's possible, or we're cursed. And that's fun, though, because – who doesn't want to turn into a cursed show? Like, I, it's just as fun. One of the reasons people like Saturday Night Live is not just because it's a hilarious show on NBC, hilarious NBC show. It's also because sometimes people screw up, and that's fun to watch. Jimmy Fallon Some, has made hundreds of millions of dollars pretending breaking, to laugh yes. at things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually, absolutely what's going on. But, uh, yeah, just to finish that spot, uh, Josh DeMont is still – uh, the Kansas City closer are uh, the pitcher that I'd want to roster, but just be cognizant of the fact I don't think the Royals are going to win a heck of a lot of games going forward. So where do we hit off on anything else while you, yeah, while you catch me up? Have we hit to Jacob deGrom? Because I'm about to. Yeah, talk about Jacob deGrom, sir. Perfect. Let's talk about Jacob deGrom. As I'm sure anybody out there who spent, in, on average, a top five pick on Jacob deGrom um, he's on track to return soon, hopefully by Friday. He threw a successful bullpen session on Tuesday. Um, they will decide, the Mets will decide his return date, depending on how he feels come Wednesday morning. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning in podcast form, hopefully we will have an answer for you by then. Um, and obviously his return is wildly needed as Ty- as Taiwan Walker. Um, he left his start early on Monday with right side tightness. Although fortunately for the Mets and for Walker owners, his MRI came back clean. He's been excellent this year, a real, a real steal and a find for the Mets and for fantasy managers. Uh, But obviously DeGrom is DeGrom. So hopefully he comes back Friday. It looks like everything is moving forward there. We can at least uh, wipe our brow. Anybody who is a DeGrom manager out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, it's just the case of you, Jacob DeGrom has you hostage, for lack of a better yeah. term, because like your season depends on what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he's back and firing. He's the best pitcher in baseball. All due respect to Garrett Cole, who congratulations to him on that record. That is yeah, that's amazing. unbelievable. 61 like, strikeouts I without mean, that, a walk. See, the thing is, too, those records, the him and Corbin Burns, what mm-hmm. they did, there are so many walks in baseball right now yeah. because – one, umpires, I think this is their their last shining moment, and I think that they may be calling things a little bit tighter than maybe they normally do. I uh, just can't help but feel that way. I, I, I get it. Their, their, their livelihood is online. And two, mm-hmm. 
we're playing in an era where people are throwing so hard and pitchers, you know, we're talking about three true outcomes so much. Mm -hmm. they, they're much more patient than they used to be. So for Corbin Burns and for Garrett Cole to have, I believe, doing the math in my head, it combined 120 strikeouts to two walks in that time frame. That's insane. Like, yeah, you have to keep the era in mind, too. It is absolutely insane. Uh, my buddy uh, Pat's for Life here has an interesting question for us. Uh, okay, of these players on the IL, how would you rank Miles Mikolas, uh, Carlos Carrasco, Sixto Sanchez, and Framber Valdez? I will tell you right now that number one on that list for me would be Sixto Sanchez, even though he's yeah. technically not on the injured list. And number two is kind of interesting. I'm actually going to go Framber Valdez. I, I like Carlos Carrasco, but I think you have to be cognizant of a lot of things going on here. So my, my top two would be Carrasco, uh, excuse me, Sixto and Valdez, and then Carrasco third and, and Nicholas fourth. How would you rank them? I think the only part I'd switch up there is Valdez and Carrasco. Totally I, when sense. Carrasco is healthy, I mean, he just, everything looks good. The only problem is that you just have to worry about him being on the mount. So sure. he's coming back from an injury here. Obviously, so are all of these guys, but Valdez has a I, Valdez, I believe, hurt his finger on his throwing hand, which right. kind of makes that a little bit sketchier. Um, right. But Carrasco, again, we know about his leukemia in the past, and you know sure. he's coming back. But I think he walks. I mean, both of those guys walk into an excellent situation with good offenses um, behind them. But Sixto Sanchez has the most potential out of all of them. Sixto Sanchez could be uh, he could be a genuine ace for the Marlins and. Um, if you told me I had to bet on one of those ponies, Sixto Sanchez is the guy I'm betting on. Yeah, I totally get it. And, and like uh, somebody just said that that Carrasco, you know, based on track record and stuff, if you wanted to put him on top of the list, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I am believing in Sixto Sanchez. Like yeah. Sixto Sanchez to me, especially um, with the fact that uh, what we saw from him in the postseason, all due respect to Carlos Carrasco, like a guy I mm -hmm. certainly would have drafted ahead of, uh, of, uh, I would have drafted Carrasco ahead on Sanchez and, you know, shoulder injuries are concerning and it's, it's yep. worth pointing out too. Sanchez has never had that full season of, nope. uh, even in the minors, but I think his stuff is among not just the best in the minor leagues, but among the best in baseball. And I am just a huge believer. Well, again, it also comes down to that, like, all right, how do you replace Mike Trout? Do you replace him with veterans that can get you solid numbers? Do you replace him with someone who has massive potential? But, you right. know, obviously a much lower floor. Of all those four guys, Sixto Sanchez is probably the lowest floor of all of them just because, like you said, we have not seen him over a course of a full season. If this is a redraft league, you know, how much of a innings limit or pitch sure. count is he on when he comes back? All Great of point. that is a factor. But yeah. if you're sitting in a keeper or fantasy league and or you're looking for the highest upside yeah six those my guy yeah me too all right I, other big news um coming out of baseball world today which has gotten me all hot and bothered uh the producers of the michael jordan last dance documentary will be putting out a six episode docuseries on yankees hall of famer Derek jeter titled the captain um i cannot possibly begin to describe how excited I am for 2022. Like, can we skip 2021 now? Like just get me to 2022. I want to see this so bad. If it's the same guys who did the last dance, which was awesome. I mean, going through the entire Yankees dynasty of the late nineties, um, really everything all about it. Sign me up a thousand times over. 
Um, this is, I mean, Chris, this is your like deep dive into Ken Griffey, like on your end, or, <laughs> or Edgar Martinez, or sure. I mean, like this is so hits so close to home for me. I cannot wait for that to come out. Yeah, it's it's gonna. I you know what? I'll be just honest with you. Like I have no attachment to Derek Jeter. I, I recognize him as one of the the best shortstops to ever play, certainly in my era, and one of the best to ever played mm-hmm. in baseball. But the reason I'm excited for it is. ESPN does these things really well. I mean, so well, so the well. O, the OJ, I will say this, and uh, maybe I'll get some flack for it. Was not a big fan of the Last Dance. Thought that was mostly hagiography Ooh. and didn't learn very much. Uh, okay. Certainly interesting, could because of Michael Jordan. But the OJ Simpson documentary is yeah. not only one of the best miniseries I've ever seen. It's mm-hmm. just one of the best like movies. There's a reason yeah. that thing won an Oscar. It, it's, yeah. I, I totally understand why ESPN did what they did with the breakdown of it because. No one wants to go in and see a 10-hour movie, but that's probably the second best sports documentary I'd seen behind Hoop Dreams, and Hoop Dreams is a top five over yeah. movie for me. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they could do. Hopefully that like, – like I said, I know a lot of people really liked um, – the last dance and it was, you know, it's cool. Like there are lots of names coming from it. We'll hear. And I took that personally until about 2285, but uh, I hope we can go deeper. I hope we can really get Mm -hmm. a a deeper look into uh, what that was like for what was really, honestly, I'll do respect to the San Francisco giants for what they did in uh, the start of this decade. The really the last dynasty in baseball. I hope, hopefully this can be a, a really deep dive because I like, I love documentaries. I love learning new stuff. Yeah. I did not feel like I learned a heck of a lot of new stuff from The Last Dance. I bet you I learned it from here. Um, really excited to see what happens. Well, I think what's also interesting about that is just, you know, we're looking at such a period of dominance, you know, whether it's Jordan or Jeter, but both of those guys, especially Jeter, in the New York market, but always stayed clean, always, you know, kept his mouth shut, always, you know, tried to avoid the limelight at least to to most certain standpoints. So like all of that was great. So I'm kind of looking forward to kind of getting to hear a little bit about what does Jeter have to say about certain things? Cause we right. never really get to hear that Jordan. We heard that from like, he was a right. trash talker. Yeah. We didn't get to hear that from Jeter. So I'm yeah. curious to see like how deep we get to go in this and kind of pick up that hood because I want to know what's under there. Me too. Especially the, uh, the A-Rod Jeter stuff. Like that's the most interesting yes, thing. That is, because, I'm, I'm all about that. Be, because let's be, let's be honest. The, the better thing for the Yankees at that time would have been Alex Rodriguez playing shortstop. He was a better yes. defensive player than Derek Jeter. I, I, I get tired of the six foot range jokes as much as anybody else. <laughs> Lots of stuff about how Derek Jeter practiced social distancing before everybody else, because he only had six feet of range. I mean, I laugh at it. Don't get me wrong. And the reason you can laugh at it is because he can just show you all of the rings he has and yeah. shut you up real quick. By the way, I, I don't know if you saw, I got so excited about that, that my laptop almost fell over. I so, did. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. That's. It. So, I'm glad that you're equally as excited as I am for that documentary, Chris. Yes, sir. Yeah, it'll be fun. I love I, any good sports documentary. Sign me up. NBC has a lot of great ones as well. They got some NBC. great ones. And NBC. they also got a great new podcast one, Sports Uncovered on yeah. our uh, NBC Regional Sports Network channels. Um, excellent Can't stuff. Wait to check had, that out. Yeah. yeah, they have a the season two is coming out, I believe, very soon. So yes, make sure very you guys cool. are checking that out as well. Awesome. Well, that just about finishes up our show for today. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you are subscribed to Circling the, the Bases wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to rate and review us. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kyle Don't Lie, and you can follow Chris at Crawford underscore M-I-L-B. 
Be sure to tune back in tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern as Chris invites Michael Bowman of The Ringer onto the pod. So make sure you don't miss it. You can get the live stuff just like you're listening to this now um, on the YouTube or Twitch channels for NBC Sports Edge. Or like, as always, you can get the podcast version on Thursday morning. So until next week, stay safe out there. And as always, thanks for the listen. Love you, Dom's man. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 